Warning, ProTri News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Pro Try News. Um, I'm joined by Pat and Mark today. Uh, Talbot's some time in LA at the PTO Pro Am race, and then Chelsea's running the Beta Breakers 12K in San Francisco. So, Pat, and Mark, how are you guys doing? Big, I mean, massive weekend of triathlon, right? I, I looked at the preview for the for the show today, and I was kind of like uh i maybe should have set aside two hours uh we we've got a lot we've got a lot to recap and and, and even more i would say to, to forecast into next weekend so we got i can't waste time we got to get into it yeah it's a massive weekend there's there's a lot of little races but actually between them they've they've pretty much soaked up all the best athletes in the world racing one place or another so yeah let's get into it i reckon well, before we get started, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker's um, sponsoring our episode this week, and we partner with them uh, for the next several weeks. Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking um, to give you an optimized data on what it's like to be a next level athlete. Um, it's super easy to get your blood analysis done. You simply go to insidetracker.com forward slash pro try news, fill out the information. And then you can either choose to go to a clinic near you or they have like a truck that will come to your house, get your blood samples, send it off to their experts. And then in a few days, you'll get your biometrics and you can go to the app and see like where you're slacking, what your body, how your body's reacting to training, things like that. Um, I did it a couple of weeks ago and it was super simple, super easy. Um, was able to go and get it done before work. So so where are you slacking, Carl? What are you? What what's going on with your blood? Tell us about you. Apparently, um, I have very high cortisol levels, which is attributed to stress. So, me and Pat are not be, remotely surprised yeah, by that. Might be <laughs> might be a combination of trying to be an age group triathlete slash work a 40, 50 hour work week at a job plus family life, and uh, I guess a podcast kind of adds a little bit to the stress, but. I now, Kyle, it. what is your what is your what is your real age? My real age is twenty. My real age is thirty, but according to the app, it's twenty nine and a half. Is my inner age? Unbelievable. So, like, this is blood testing and doing basics of blood work is something that actually I think most pros probably do do. There's a lot of fads out there that sell to age group athletes, and there's a lot of stuff that the pros actually do mostly do. I know Cat does hers through some, but I, I'm not sure I dare. Like, I don't want to know what mine is but cats may now making me do it because actually it's a really good stimulus tool to try and make some better decisions i think yeah it was pretty cool because i've always wondered like what goes on inside my body and like how i react and things like that and i've always kind of pushed like when i do like hard track workouts and stuff like you get the sensation that you have like kind of low iron and things like that and that kind of further solidified that my iron is like on the lower end um in my body and so it was cool to like kind of see what else goes on in your body that you don't really know about so it's a cool sponsor i'm glad we've got a product that we actually all are are genuinely behind and i think that's what what we set pat quite a hard challenge find us a sponsor (laughs) that we all actually believe in and between the five of us you had a pretty small list to work with so it's cool well done mate and thank you inside tracker as well yeah 
Well, let's get into the racing from this last weekend. We had WTCS Yokohama was probably first on the list. Uh, we had a Friday night race in the USA. So I was like trying to stay awake for the men's race. Kind of fell asleep a little bit on the bike because it was, uh, I don't know, it was a little boring having 40 men in a, in a bike pack, in my opinion. But no shortage of excitement. Yeah, it wasn't the most exciting bike course, was it? I didn't think, but it was a little drab on the bike. I'm I'm going to say it. I'm so sick of these 180s. Um, yeah. They, they, they just uh, – I did a criterium yesterday here in, in um, Boulder, and, and I thought about uh, what would it be like if we put a 180-degree dead turn into this thing, and it just – it saps so much momentum from the group um if i i'm gonna say it if i if i could just tweak these courses a little bit and remove it and you know in a in the case like they would they could have taken out that first uh when you come out of transition you make a left and you go down to the 180 which is traditional the way they've always done the course if you just had an immediate right hand turn and we got rid of these additional 180s um you know you could probably shrink the course to two and a half or three k that's still a four minute lap if you're four minutes down on the bike you're out of the race anyway. So the lapping out piece for a WTCS uh, race, I think, um, you know, is not, it's not an issue for me because if you're four minutes down off the bike, it, you're out of the race anyway. So right. and then all of a sudden you're more visible on the bike because now you're doing 12, 13, 14, 15 laps over the 40 K. And, and I, I think it's a direction that the sport needs to go. And then obviously the other thing too, is the average speed on the bike is higher because you're not going to 10k an hour for these turns so you get the bike done with done with quicker which is what we all kind of want anyway yeah and i think it just stems from like some flawed philosophy i don't know what was it maybe 10 years ago that that racing is harder when you make a technical bike course that slows things down and the, the idea of bringing it in was to try and break up the bike course those yep. in the know sort of said at the time that won't work that's right but it's kind of like we've done this experiment enough now yep. it's not working Yep. Can we just go back to some really fast, ripping, flowing racing? Like, if you've got a hill to bring in, now that breaks a bike course. Yeah, yeah. But if you haven't, like, just keep the speed super high, yeah. et cetera, yeah. But, yeah, there's never been, you know, it's like out of all the criteriums I've done over my life, there's never, like, obviously if there's a course with a hill, that's going to break it up. But I've done plenty of races that were flat uh, rectangles that you can get a breakaway to lap the field. You can do all, like, the dynamics really change. And you might have a weird section where there's headwind in the section that you thought was going to break the race. So it stays together that time. But um, the weather should play, you know, dictate the dynamics. And these courses that look benign, they're not that's not necessarily how they're going to race. And like we saw some crashes on the course as well, didn't we? It was a particular in the women's race and it was slightly more. There was a couple of like riding into the back, um, which was slightly unfortunate for a couple of athletes. But then yeah. they're just sliding out on these oily city center roads on a 180 corner in the wet. Like, yeah, it's bike skill and yeah, maybe tire pressure and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's also just like a, a thing that do you need to because these athletes have to practice this as well, right, Pat? Like yeah, these yeah, ITU yeah. athletes then then spend their time practicing lots of 180 dead turning. That's gotta get tedious. But we're being really yeah. negative. The both races were really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say I will say that is one reason why I really like the uh Arzacana race in Italy, is it has that massive hill for yeah. the draft legal racing and it, it makes it really exciting same as kits baller had that one as well like that's really yeah. cool so um we can run through the women's race first place georgia taylor brown we saw her kind of freaking throttle that first 5k run 
pull back a little bit to the group of five and then um, throttled again the last about two and a half K. So she seems to be on really good form right now. Second place, Leanne Pere from France. And then third place, Flora Duffy. Um, Flora is also racing this coming weekend at 70.3 Chattanooga. So um, you kind of have to wonder, did she kind it's of a lot of travel a little bit? It? Yeah. Yeah, it's a I mean, lot she, of won't, she won't have held back in the World Cup race because she's doing Chattanooga. I think she just lacked a bit of like spark that you expect from Flora. And then we also had uh, Emma Lombardi in fourth, and Maya Kingma, who's been consistent, coming in in fifth. Taylor Nib took sixth, didn't she? She looked a little. She didn't look dominant. Like she didn't really look dominant on the bike. It took her a little while to get there. I, I don't know. I didn't didn't look like Taylor was really that sparky either. But did anyone think like as soon as the run started, it was Georgia? Even when she got caught again, I was mm -hmm. pretty sure Georgia was going to win. She just looked great. It looked really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and I, I think uh, you know what's cool about ITU obviously was that you know it was down. It, we were inside two miles to go, and there was a group together, and and we weren't really sure. Even though obviously uh, Georgia Taylor Brown looked looked amazing, but it was just. I thought it was great to just see that shoulder to shoulder uh, racing yeah. again on the run. And, and we've been looking and, and watching so many long course races that I kind of forgot, you know, that, it, that it is this, uh, it is a much different format and it yields um, wins in a much different manner than what we've been accustomed to seeing the last few months. Yeah. And you've got it. I mean, Leonie Perrault must be taking a lot away from that. That's a great way to start the season for an athlete that, yeah, yeah. she's a successful ITU athlete, but she doesn't normally beat Flora Duffy. So that's going to be a massive result for her. Yeah. I thought it was a really exciting women's race. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Georgia's got to be looking forward to that Duffy showdown in the Commonwealth Games later as well. Uh, and I'm sorry, was this the first, was Yokohama marked again as the first race that opened up uh, Olympic points qualification again? I believe Chelsea? that's what Chelsea had mentioned. Uh, yeah. 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 So, I think Chelsea uh, said that, yeah. So, you know, to think about... There's obviously a lot of racing between now and when the window closes, but to think that no, we no, no, it's the day after this race was what she said. She said it's oh, the day okay. after this race. All right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Sorry. So it'll be Leeds then, will it? Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, but, but to think that if that's already starting again is is crazy. And the men's was, I mean, if not more exciting, I thought. Yeah, I know. With Alex Yee taking the win, Hayden Wild in third, Leo Bajer in fourth, uh, Matt Hauser in fifth, and sorry, in fourth, and then Pierre Lacour in fifth. Good shout from the Frenchman, but Yi knew he had the kick, it looked like, and he just sat on Wild. And I think Wild knew that Yi had the kick, so he continuously attacked him, ran from the front, like tried to get Yi to come through a couple of times, and Yi quite rightly went, nah, mate. And then had an amazing kick in the last sort of 500. These are, uh, I hope that we get to just see these two just uh, beat each other up the next three years. I, uh, I'm really happy um, that we're just getting to witness all these the, these great performances and and these two these two dudes uh, hats off to them like they're they're something special for the sport right now and and I, I think it's just great. I do, and they're just such phenomenal runners, but they're also yeah. like especially he's slightly less prolific socially, but like but he's a lovely guy. And Hayden's like a fun character to have part of the sport. They've both got like Paris is well within their performance horizon to be better than they've ever been in Paris. Yeah. And then you've got like Leo Berger, who's he's dabbled his foot in some middle distance racing, done really well, excellent result in Lanzarote. And we had a DNF, didn't we, out of um, Vincent Louis? He just yeah. pulled up on the run. 
Yeah, that was interesting. Martin Van Riel just never really showed in the race, so we had some massive names that we, you know, didn't even you know feature. Yeah, it was a bummer. The best, I think, the best thing to come out of the weekend was whenever Alexi was running through the aid station and then hands the water bottle back to Hayden Wild. I thought it was great, classy sportsmanship. And yeah, two. you saw it in the women's as well. Um, George Taylor Brown offered bottles to women that weren't close. She checked they yeah. didn't need one. It's just yeah. great to see, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Kyle, can we just touch on maybe the hot take that you were uh, hitting the, hitting the text thread on? Which one was that? I was I'm hitting not, the text thread a lot. You're not a fan of the U, the new USA suits, and and oh I got, man, I, I the new USA I'm, suits are brutal. So I'm con- I thought they looked great. I'm just confused why they're pink. Like that had to be some a malfunction with the printer that they wanted to do a deep red, and for some reason they came off pink. Like that has to be. That has to surely that has to be a mistake. It has Is that to be the same suit that Taylor Nibs wearing. Yes. Oh, I thought that was like a sponsored suit, and she had gone with like a raspberry sort of. No, it's a federal. Uh, no, you for 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 the for, so for these WTCS races, Mark. Yeah. You have to have a. You don't have to use what the federation provides, but it has to match the theme. Um, Got it. it. It has to be the same, and and. I when I saw the theme, I did not see pink. So clearly, it, it has to be something went wrong. I I don't know. I thought the pink was kind of cool, but it, it's surely it's not um, traditional. You know, red, white, and blue. And something must have happened because um, both, I think it was Kevin McDowell and um, I'm forget I'm blanking on the USA women athlete, uh, but both of them had to wear the Triathlon Live branded kits because something had happened with their kit not being approved or um, it was Eric Ockerland, their kit either not being approved or something had happened with their kits arriving. So, which, which suggests that like you're saying, Pat, that's, that to me sounds like late kit production, doesn't it? Okay. Like you've got a dodgy okay. color on, on the half of them and then two of them can't race in their own kit. So let's, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a very different kit for the USA in uh, Leeds. <laughs> just um that's just crazy so anyway well tbd on that herbalife this weekend we had today yeah today just finished up um it was a really good race the i think there was a little bit of confusion on the pt it being a pto race or pto funded race so just to make sure everyone understands the pto put up the money for this race and kind of hosted the pro-am relay within the race and so that was their whole basis behind it was streaming the relay side of the race. And a lot of people were a little upset on the YouTube live stream that we weren't getting to see the pro men and pro female race. So, um, um that's why got it. Yeah. That makes sense. So the celebrity, uh, race, it had a challenge athletes foundation, um, athletes do the swim. And then it was a pro triathlete do the bike. And then, um, a celebrity or a challenged athlete, um, doing the 10 K run. So, First place was Lionel Sanders' team. Um, second place, Daniel Backegaard's team. And third place, Sam Long's team. And I have to say, I was chatting with Aaron Sanders after the race, and she was texting me, and she was like, did Lionel have the fastest bike? And I was like, yes, of the pro men as well, had the fastest bike. Um, I think Lionel said he was going to go full send, so I'll fill in for Talbot and be the Lionel Sanders cheerleader for today. The Lionel um, Sanders hype man. Yeah, exactly. So uh, phenomenal race by him. Uh, I think he's going to go back and do maybe 70.3 Mont Blanc is next on the horizon for him. Um, but let's get into the pro 
men and women's race, pro man. Uh, the winner was Jamie Riddle. Him and Eric Lagerstrom kind of got off to a hot start on the swim and then didn't really look back uh, from there. Came out of transition almost together and then ran together through about 3K of the run. And then I believe Jamie kind of dro started dropping the hammer. Uh, third place was Steve McKenna. Um, and fourth place, I believe, was Jason West. So big shouts to them. Uh, it was also a very big payday. It paid to 15 deep. So shout out to Roddy Webster, who got 15th, taking home 500 bucks. First place took home $9,000. So huge paychecks for uh, the race. For a short wife. race. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, shout out to Eric Lagerstrom. Yeah. Really, really found some consistency. And I, I know that's something that he's, uh, you know, not always been able to nail down. But um, it seems like every time that there's a race now this year that, that he's in, we're we're talking that he was a contender. So um, re I'm really, cool to, desperate really cool to see him win one. Yeah, I really yeah. want to see him win one. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he seems to be knocking on the door of a big win again, which I can't remember when he last had like a really solid win. And it would be great to see because he's, yeah. you know, he's kind of the king of being the other half, the media man, the YouTuber. But And it's easy. And I've forgot multiple times that he's a really very good athlete. And it'd be yeah. cool of, like, for him to see him win one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's always out of the front, up the up at the front of the race because he's a he great well. swimmer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's commendable, isn't it? Yeah. So um, that was exciting. The women's race was equally as exciting. Victoria Lopez take away for the win, and then second place Amy Sloan, and third place Amelia Watkinson. So um, it's really crazy to see them shut down like massive streets in LA because it's such a big city that they're able to pull that off. So. Um, it sort of brings into the, the profile of the sport point I wanted to make. Like, I saw the PTO post about Paul Felder, the UFC fighter that uh, that Lionel raced with, right? And he's a big celebrity, a big celebrity sportsman. And seeing him in videos say, you know, the only way I really knew the sport and understood it and got into it was because I started following Lionel. <laughs> and then I learned about the sport and the numbers from that. It kind of made, it humbled me a little bit in my appreciation of what those kind of channels do they make a lot of money for the individual, first and foremost, obviously. But then what they do for the sport in the background is actually quite beneficial to the sport in general. And I, I kind of I, I found that quite commendable that that is actually it made me realize that is actually the avenue that people are getting into the sport. Yeah. From. It's, it's I, cool. I, um, you know, I've done I've done a postmortem on uh, St. George, Mark, and, and I've been asked by a lot of people, you know, where, where do you think triathlon is at right now? And I said, I said, look, uh, I don't know from the numbers side of it where it's at, but I know from what I'm seeing and, and feeling and hearing is that, you know, the, the investment that's been made into personalities in this sport is capturing new eyeballs and making people excited. And, and so, yeah, just, that's just to, to further your point and, and to say the same thing, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, I think triathlons are having a moment right now. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Because one it was irking me, and this is this is the it's not a dig at your boy, it's a dig at comments of people that don't understand. And Kat was on it. So that Lionel series, um, the athletes on Lionel's channel thought wicked, yeah. brilliant videos. And I realize now how good they are in general for the sport. The ones that irked me, right, are the hardcore Lionel fanboys, which I know I am secret one, but whatever, is um Lionel and Talbot, look how selfless and magnanimous you are, what you're doing for other athletes to promote them. I want to be like, they get paid for this. 
Like each of these videos makes them good money. Let's not let's not pretend there's that in the background. But then I then I think to myself, like, actually, that's how people get into the sport. And that's how they hear about these other athletes. Like yeah. Lionel has such a huge following that yeah, they make a couple of grand off it. It's pennies for Lionel. But actually, you know, these these things make like they they really improve our sport. Yep. It's cool. Yeah. Yep. What have we got well, next? you guys want to get into the racing for this weekend? We got three seventy point threes. Uh, technically four, I guess, and then uh, Ironman Lanzarote. So uh, let's oh, get no. into seventy point three Marbella. We have a thirty thousand dollar prize purse. Two slots for the men, two slots for the women to seventy point three World Championships. Sorry, I've just looked up the stat. Right, Pat. Do you know how many views the part two of the Ironman World Championships Facebook video got? Yeah, hundred and I don't know, but I know it no, on YouTube. Three point four million on Facebook. Yeah. Part one had six hundred thirty-two thousand views. Part yep. two had three point four million. Yeah, it's um... like Texas got fifty thousand. No, I mean obviously it's um it goes to another level and and that's not including what they were doing on YouTube as well. So I think, you know, yeah, I mean, look, I think, like I said, I think triathlon is on the uptick and, and we're having a, mo a, a moment and we're amongst it. And I, you know, we'll see, you know, if that leads to more race entries or just people just watching the sport, like tr your traditional, um, you know, stick and ball sports in, in America. Right. Yeah. So Sorry. Kyle, back to Marbella, 70.3, 30K prize purse. Athletes tipping up. There's a few. Yeah, just a couple. Um, I would say Nikki Bartlett and Line Thams for the women's race are probably the two biggest names. And the men's race, Chris Leiferman and uh, George Goodwin and Bradley Weiss are probably the, the three big names for that. I'm guessing George Leiferman is going to it because I think he has a BMC team camp in Mallorca the week after. So... He's probably just using it if he's racing it as a chance to couple his traveling. And uh, I, I listened to your show last week. Um, I listened to a couple of other shows last week where I think Tim Hemming credited Brad Culp with saying that uh, Chris Leifman's the USA's best long-distance triathlete. He just doesn't tell you about it. But it was actually me that said that, so I want credit for that. Um, Chris Leifman's great. George Goodwin's been a little bit off form recently. Yeah, I'd love to see Chris bag another win after that awesome fourth place in St. George. Um, the women's race, I mean, from the names you've got there, it's not the hottest field. Melanie Bauman's a good athlete. Nikki's a good rider. Um, yeah. It'll be all right. Um, next race, we have 70.3 PDA in the south of France. Um, two slots for that, $30,000 prize purse. Uh, Barbara Riveros and Annie Reichman are probably the two biggest women's names for the men. Arthur Horseshoe, Clement Mignon, Will Menson, um, Arnold Gilo's on a couple different start lists, so it'll be interesting to see which one he turns up to. And Matthias and Larry and Will Monday. So I love that you've put Will Monday on there. He's an old mate in the sport. He's he's an English lad that's been a, a sort of a UK domestic pro for a, a quite a long time. Yeah, it's just shows the depth that we the number of races we got this weekend because 30k is a normal prize pot field, but yeah, Anna Reichman's my favorite athlete there, I think. Yeah, Will Menson coming off a, a victory at Challenge, uh, the Challenge Race. The Challenge Race. Let's just call it that. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a challenge. Uh, so Ironman Lanzarote is also next uh, $20,000 price purse. So lower than both the 70.3s. That's kind of strange to me. So 
Um, I there's... think that's because, is it not one of the franchise races? So I think maybe Club La Santa put up that cash mm. rather than it come from Central. Possibly, I might be wrong. Yeah, Club La Santa. So I think Club La Santa put up with the cash. Honestly, for me, the only reason you do this race is if you're a pro that didn't get a slot at the St. George World Champs and you want an easy race for possibly the slot to Kona and also to bag a pro win bragging spot because the field is pretty low. I mean, Emma Billum, Emma Billum in the women's race and Els Weiser, they're both solid athletes and who will do very well. And I'd tip uh, Lydia Dant to come third. She's a British pro that turned pro last year and she's quite solid all round. Uh, on the men's side, let's hope Reese Barkley's actually racing this because he spends a lot of time in Lanzarote and it would show that he's healthy and fit. Um, otherwise, oh no, Corlo's on that as well. So he can't be doing both. Matthias yeah. Patterson, probably. But it's, uh, or Ivan Giraj. Yeah, Ivan Yeah, Giraj. true, 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 mm. true. The thing about this race right, is I always wished it had a hundred grand. 150 grand prize pot because it's a super hard course on an island that's obsessed with triathlon it would be great if this drew because you remember jan went here like yeah. jan's raced this back in the day Like yeah. this used to be a wicked high profile one of the big ironman races and just because of the, the prize money and the time in the year you're not getting great names to this but if you win this you win ironman lanzarote and it's one of the big races so yeah, That's this is, I mean, Mark, this is what this is what we've talked about, right, with the schedule having essentially five big championships this year. Mm -hmm. And then now this will be an opportunity for someone that presumably is not Kona qualified for October 2022's race. And, and what kind of opportunities can they snag right now? I actually didn't check, and I'm, I'm not asking the question because I don't expect you guys to. Is it one slot on each side here with maybe one floating? So it won't have a lot of slots. So you're going to kind of have to win this, I think, or 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 be a man maybe to get second to, to bag a Kona slot here. But, yeah, you're right, like. But also there's the profile associated, isn't there? Being a pro. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if you win here or you get yourself on a podium and you're one of these, these athletes like uh, Lydia Dant that people don't know, then it's worth it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What else we got? Challenge Championship in uh, Samarin, Slovakia. Yeah, this at is the X Bionosphere. This is a fun race. Um, this race is going to be streamed live on YouTube, uh, also on Challenge's website. Uh, there's a hundred thousand dollar prize purse for this race. It normally draws some big names. Let's start with the women's race. We have Lucy Buckingham, formerly Lucy Hall, um, Emma Pallant Brown, who's coming off some hot wins. Lisa Norton, Vanilla Langridge. Well, not hot wins. Not she doesn't hot tend wins. to win when it's hot, like moderate oh, temperature moderate, wins. Moderate wins. Moderate wins. That was good. Hot performances, mind you. She's yeah. flying. Uh, Sarah Perez Sala, uh, Ash Gentle, and Sarissa Debris. So, of the women, I mean, that's have, a great field. Let's yeah. hope, let's hope though, that uh, Lisa Norton and Vanilla and that go the right way. This is when they ended up hot-tailing it the wrong way down the highway last year. So yeah. let's hope they've uh, done a course recce. Yeah, but big big money on the line there. So good to see a good, strong start list for the men. Um, this will be an interesting name that a lot of people are excited about. Gustav Eden is making his return after being sick at the Ironman World Championship in St. George. Um, also, we have Freddie Funk, Kyle Smith, Josh Amberger, York Van Egdom, who is a world champion at the short course athlete that he's kind of making his way to the longer stuff. Uh, Colin Chartier, Mickey Tagholt, Maurice Clavel, 
I believe, stepped off the start list. Um, so did Max Newman. So a lot of athletes were on this list that probably won't be there on race day just because of racing the Ironman World Championship in St. George. So if I mentioned some names that they're obviously not there, I apologize. Let's do – can we do some picks? Yeah, you want to do picks? Yeah. Mark, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I was trying to find – I was trying to get a full list because I wanted to prick some outsiders because I'm not sure some of these will turn around that well after races. But, yeah, let's go picks. You guys go first, if you don't mind. I'm going to yeah. peruse this Kyle, you, list. Kyle, you start. I'm going Ash Gentle for the win. I don't, I don't think anyone's been in her league already this season, so I think that she's just going to – absolutely obliterate the field it might be close with emma pallant brown her coming into form it depends i think on as mark said how hot it is on race day that will determine how she does um should be fine over here yeah lucy buckingham probably for third place uh she'll be at the front of the race from the swim and the bike and then amelia watkinson i don't know if if she is going to be there after racing in la then i'm gonna bag her for for my bonus pick so I think she has good reason from what I hear to be over in Europe for uh, her next bout of traveling in about three and a half weeks time or so. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's making the travel over doing this race and then, you know, doing her other stuff in Europe. Yeah. So I think Kyle, my, my picks were slightly different than yours, but, but very much the same. So I'm going to swap out. I'm going to say Emma Pallant Brown for the win, just based on, you know, it seems like she's on some great form right now. And uh, really tough to bet against Ashley Gentle for second. Still thinking about her her really dominant race win in Miami to start the year. And then, you know, it always seems like Lucy Buckingham is going to be given her her swim and her bike um, strength. It's just hard not to pick her, you know, always if you're going to be a pretty safe pick in, in third or fourth, it seems. If, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, if you want someone that you, you, you need, you, you've got to pick someone that will be on the podium it's kind of Lucy these days. It's She's so Lucy. consistent. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Her, her swim bike's excellent. And her run yeah. is normally solid. You know, she's yeah. not a bad runner by any stretch of imagination. Yeah, so I'll go reverse. I'll take Lucy as well. Um, third, because I think she's a she's a really credible athlete. Um, I think I'm gonna go and Palant for the win as well. Why not? I think um I think she's just been on really good form. Like I, and I think she outruns. I think a fresh Emma Pallant actually outruns Ashley Gentle. It's, and I think if if the likes of Lisa and Fenella and that maybe race, then they get to her quick, maybe even swim with her, probably not. And at least she's at the front of the race. I think there's more of a pack here than we saw in Miami. And then I've got Ash Gentle third. Yeah, why not? Uh, outsider, I i don't know. Sarissa DeVries, why not? But yeah, I, I don't really have an outsider. Nice. Uh, the men's race, it's going to be hard for me to bet against Gustav. I mean... The guys, the guy was one sick day away from winning a world championship, in my opinion. But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, is he definitely racing this? Is that social media telling us this? Is he definitely? No, I got, I got insider information from. Oh, from... in that case, I'm taking Gustav Eden for the win. Um, yeah, why not? Of course, I'm going to go Freddie Funk second though. All right. And, yeah. And uh, I would say Carl Smith, but I'm, I just, I think for most people, that's a big ask on the half Ironman. I'll take Colin Chartier for third. Whoa, that's a good shout right there. That's good. Uh, I'm going to go Josh Amberger for second. The guy loves, I, I wouldn't say loves, 
the guy is always second place at the majority of his races. It just sucks that he, he's just up against all these strong athletes. So I'm going to go Josh Amberter for second. Third place, I'm going to go with Kyle Smith. Uh, had some time to chat with him and kind of catch up in um, St. George and really like the cool guy. guy so, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just, a cool guy. He's hard not to support. A little bit more feelings in these picks than than heart than brains, I believe. But um, my bonus pick, I'd probably have to say Freddie Funk. But I like your Colin Colin pick. Um, I'm going to just be slightly different. I got Gustav for the win, no problems. Freddie Funk for second, and Mickey Tagholt in third. I like that because Freddie Funk can light this bike course up. Like yeah, there is yeah. borderline no one in the world that can ride with Freddie Funk when he starts to drill it. And exactly. If it's windy, because this exposed open highway, there's a chance that he rides clear of everyone and just rips it apart. So yeah, yep. I, he's, yeah. He's, a, he's a no-brainer for me in the top three. Yeah. But and we've still got another big race. Oh my god, I'm yeah, going down I the know. list. I know. We've got Chattanooga as well, 70.3, <laughs> 75 grand prize pot, four slots to the world. It's in Hilly, Tennessee. It's hot, it's humid, it's got a massive field again. And we have Florida Duffy racing. Yeah. Well, this weekend's massive. Flora Duffy racing a 70.3 is always exciting. She's only done one or two, hasn't she, in the past? They haven't actually gone great for her. You know, she's been beaten. Um, but Flora Duffy wins the women's race, doesn't she? I, I mean, that's 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 saying she's got to beat Tamara Drew at Holly Lawrence. She's got to beat Jackie Herring. There's loads yeah, of I mean, the, the thing. So the reality is that she's going to have, um, obviously, she's going to push the swim, right? Mm-hmm. Uh there's going to be, she's going to be under zero pressure and probably serve it up to everybody on the bike. Uh, the bike course is still really hard and, you know, and then it's going to just have to be, you know, how she feels for the little last 5k of the, of the half marathon. And, and maybe, you know, how did she pull up, you know, obviously it's running 10 K uh, is, is hard. It's a quick turnaround from Yokohama. It's not ideal, but I, I still just, I don't see this being something that, uh, it's not going to be too big of a bite for her. But that, that turnaround from going Yokohama across to the USA is is quite a long. Well, I mean, what's the time difference? Mate, she's going to be flying business class. She'll have slept <laughs> the whole way home. I mean, it, yeah, it's. I don't want to yeah, understate yeah. it, but I don't want to say like you know, um, she's she's a pro, and they will have looked over every detail, and you know, it's it's just. Uh, it's just part of it. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't sign up for it. She wouldn't sign up for this if they didn't think there, there was an opportunity to punch a ticket for 70.3 worlds. Mate, it's yeah. an 11 hour time difference turning around in one week. But yeah, fair, fair. She'll, she'll, she'll do it in the classiest way possible and make life as easy as possible for herself. Yeah. But <laughs> And Holly Lawrence, did she not have a crash? Holly Recently, Lawrence, she, yeah, she crashed, she crashed this, this last weekend. Yeah. I don't know if her, I think her bike is actually broken. So, I mean, I'm hopeful that she's all right and not injured, but I don't know if she's going to be turning up for this one. Um, unless Trek's able to take care of her quickly in a quick time. So yeah, Trek, um, Trek will be able to get her a bike. Annie Basso is, is an interesting name as well. She's come from short course now to the longer course. So that'll be interesting to see how she turns up. So I think if if Holly turns up, Holly's the only person that can probably swim with Flora on a very good day. Holly needs to. She needs to be swimming like old Holly. Probably sits behind her on the bike and hopes to try and run with her. But it's Flora for me, Holly. And then maybe someone like Tamara Druitt running through the field. But actually, I'm going to go Jackie Herring third. So, yeah, I'm going 
It's sorry, I've just seen Paula Finley in your guesses. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and no, I'm going Flora, Flora Holly, and then uh, Jackie Herring. Your I'm gonna go. Right. I got, I got Flora, Jackie, and I have Paula. But is now you guys have me second guessing? What is? I thought Paula. Had, she's gonna. She's been going good, hasn't she? Yeah, Paula's been doing great. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna stick with her for podium. <laughs> you made me all. You made me second guess. I, I think. I, I think her run is a bit of a question mark, but she's been running well the last couple of weeks. So, mate, none I of us. None of us picked Christian Blumenfeld or Danielle Arrive to win the world champs. We haven't got. I think we're all scared. I think we're all no. scared. To make no, we just don't now. know what we're talking about. Like, I, I know I didn't do the after race show, but we're idiots. Like, yeah. So don't listen to us. Anyway, yeah. that's my picks for that race. Men's field, um, really von Berg's exciting. Tim O'Donnell, I know you always got him up there because he's an American hero and legend. But I don't, you know, seventeen point three these days. He ain't racing with Ben Canute. Um, Jason West, etc. Nick Chase is in there. Um, you've got Sam Long. Is the yo 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 big train coming into town? Is he rolling in hot for this, or is this a question mark still? It's a question mark. He's on the start list, but I mean, Sam, Sam, I had lunch with him when we were in St. George, and he's gonna go spend right, 10 mate. weeks in Europe. So okay. I, I, would, I would be surprised if he turns up for this one. But that- crazier, crazier things have happened to Sam. Long. Yeah. In that case, I'm going Ben Canute for the win um, because I don't think we necessarily give him enough love on here and he's always very, very consistent and brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, Ben Canute for the win. Really wrong Berg in second and um, Jason West in third for me, I reckon. This, this was really tough. Uh, I, I didn't realize how stacked this men's field was. Um, I'm going to go... Rudy Von Berg for the win, because I think he's going to have some, uh, you know, he's still got some fire in his belly from, from getting second or third or whatever place he got at Oceanside. Um, and then I'm going to take Jackson Laundry for second. Because then, you found out what his name was from Oceanside. Exactly. I learned about him there. And then <laughs> I'm like, I just, I'm, I cannot decide between I'm torn. I'm going to say Jason West in third. But I'm actually thinking it's going to be Ben Canute, just given how much fatigue. I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go Ben Canute third. <laughs> Jason West is my bonus. There's just, I, again, Ben Ben feels to me he's just Mister Consistency, and I don't ever feel good leaving him off of a podium. I'm not I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah, I think that Ben learned his lesson in Oceanside by not swimming max flat out and getting rid of the likes of Jackson Laundry. So I think we'll see Ben swim absolute full tilt flat out. And get rid of him the way that um, Eric Langstrom and uh, Steve McKenna and that did this weekend. Like they've got it. And something you can't forget is Ben Canoe got second place at seventy point three Worlds on this course back in twenty seventeen. So mm. Ben knows this course. Um, he knows that they can't do what they did in Oceanside and let Jackson kind of hang on and and ride with them. So I I could foresee Ben kind of dropping the yeah. hammer, not only on the swim, but also on the bike. Yeah, and the run, run is, the run isn't easy either. I mean, it's a hilly run. There's a reason why this is the, this is the North American championship for 70.3 this year. And it's because it isn't an easy course. Ben, you don't forget. And there's ben, a current, there's a current in the swim as well, that you can't forget about. And Ben was also um, second here at world championships. And this is 2017. Is that right, Kyle? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ben Canute turns up and, and obliterates the field here. Um, he kind of had a little bit of a sprint finish the last couple weeks um, at the St. Anthony race, came away with uh, third place. But I think I think Ben's got a little bit of a fire under his butt. So um, yep. those are all great information. However, I think I've, I've got to back Jason West for the win here. I think that he's going to – run through this field um it'll Kyle, be interesting to see. no it'll it'll be interesting work. because jason and eric both raced this weekend at uh the herbalife race he gets so, drops on the bike yeah i yeah. love kyle i love jason west the bike course is just too hard yeah it, i don't know be, I, I don't even want to make picks for this race because it's it's going to be such a massive field that you kind of have to back all the bikers so how how can we can we watch? Is this race going to be on outside? Yeah, so this will be on outside TV as well as I think I think when they're doing the outside TV stream, they might do a YouTube stream as a backup for all the people international to be able to watch the races. So um, cool. be sure to tune in to outside TV to be able to watch that race. Great. <sighs> We're on to hot takes, are we? We've thrown through this. It's, it's amazing how efficient we can be without Talbot here. Can um, I? Can I cool. open the hot takes? I've got yeah, two. Please. Oh, yeah, go on. They're simple. Kyle, this new service that we're doing this podcast on, holy smokes, it's super pro. You like it. I'm we'll be on away. YouTube every week now. Now we'll be on YouTube every week. Yeah, we you need to add a white in my teeth and all sorts if you told me I'd be on yeah, YouTube. No. This is yeah, not- for everyone, I dressed up to go to law graduation for my brother-in-law. I'm not dressed up for you guys, so... Yeah, no, this is, a, this is awesome. So obviously I think I want to just, I know we've had some issues lately with the uh, the audio. So thanks to the audience for for bearing with us because Kyle, that was driving you nuts with our with our previous hosting site. So we, we're, we should be good now. Yeah, um, yeah. Second hot take, and this is just kind of more personal for the group, but we've uh, we've moved our text thread to WhatsApp. That's on that. I think that sounds like it was for me. Like I, Europeans, that, we don't use like Apple groups, and I think half of us don't have Apple phones. I do, yeah. But yeah we don't yeah. use Apple Chat for that. It was the only one I ever had open. It was so. Thank you for coming this side of the pond on WhatsApp. Uh, yeah, no, okay, we're there. Sorry, that's all. Chelsea, I got. that was Chelsea's idea. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> I have WhatsApp, but Chelsea was like, "Why don't we do WhatsApp?" All right, like, yeah, oh, she's fine. right. She's all right. right. All right, all right. Miners, did you see the announcement of the men's sub eight team? Sub seven teams for the men. Yeah, did I see Alex Dowsett on that list? Yeah, you did. Um, I told you about this in the background, so nicely played. But I mean, there's there's still a question mark over Alistair. I think um, I'm not going to get too excited about it until we start to see something out of his camp. We don't know how ill he was. Um, I'm not going to get. I'm going to get carried away. I will get carried away with his team, mind you. So. Christian's got a bunch of UK domestic time trialists, mostly led by Matt Bottrell and his gang doing all the research. Um, super good time trialists, but a lot of them amateurs. And they'll need to be very well drilled and coordinated if they're going to beat the firepower that is Alistair Brownlee's team. Now, if these names don't mean much to you, you probably don't follow cycling full stop um, because Alistair Brownlee has Alex Dowsett, who's won a zero prologue. He was the world hour world record holder one of the UCI World Tour best time trialists. Incredible rider. 
Then he's got Dan Bingham in there, who is the technical director for Ineos and for their time trialing, aero, aero pacing previously of Jumbo Visma. And himself is a top five all-time hour world record holder. Um, and then they've got both Tanfield brothers, both of them recently ridden UCI World Tour riding, great time trialists. One of them's won a track World Cup gold. Uh, and then you've got um, uh, Jez Archibald, who well, uh, second in the National Time Trials, UCI World Cup rider. It's an insane team, an insane team. Um, and I just don't see how, if if Alistair's fit and he's riding on the back of that team, I don't see how Christians keep up with it. I just don't. Yeah. But it was just an interesting release for me. We haven't seen the women's yet. I'm looking forward to seeing theirs. Obviously, I think you've already seen it. You're just ready for it to be announced. No, I haven't seen the. I haven't seen um, Nicholas, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Well, be sure to tune into the racing this weekend. I don't have any other hot takes, so we'll wait. We'll wait for uh, some racing this next weekend, and then I'm sure we'll have plenty of hot takes. We'll talk about PTO points next week. Good idea. There's a lot to talk about there. There's people spouting off. Yeah, you're right. I was about to start talking about it. Let's just yeah. talk PTO points next week when this weekend settles. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us also on YouTube because now we are going to be putting some videos out there. Uh, so if you want to see our beautiful faces, if not, then Mark will continue to not whiten his teeth. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.